Good evening, my friends. We're starting a, a tad later than usual. This might be a bit of a truncated show. Uh, we had a lot of various goings on late into the afternoon. And uh, I thank you for being here on this, our Tuesday night, January the 16th. Please note that there are 294 days until the election. And what everyone is doing right now, as are so many of you great and glorious people, you're trying to predict what will happen next. This is your nature. This is what you like to do. This is critical to your being. And everyone loves to pretend that they know what is happening. I happen to be today uh, tooling about, and I listened to the to the uh, transistor, and I was listening to a piece that was presented by one Tucker Carlson. And if you've ever listened to him, he's a very interesting delivery. I'll give you perhaps a kind of a Freudian take on that later on. And of course, people are trying to make sense to let you know that they know what is going on, that they know what will happen, that they that they are not only prescient, but that they are connected, that they know what is happening. This is this is what they want you to believe. And they will talk to you about all these contingencies, Nikki Haley. The new word is neoliberal. Everybody likes now this is the neoliberal. And apparently Tucker has discovered neoliberal. And by the way, chat GPT is one of the best sources of, uh, it's, it's almost like a better Google. And for those who don't know, neoliberal refers to a political and economic philosophy that advocates for limited government intervention in the economy, emphasizing free market principles, deregulation, and the promotion of individual entrepreneurship. Neoliberalism emerged in the mid-20th century as a response to the perceived shortcomings of Keynesian. However, as you know, and as you realize, Tucker uses it as a pejorative. He doesn't mean this. Neoliberal is not a liberal. It's always the excessive. Neo inverts it. Neoconservative is almost an inversion. Neoliberal, it's like an inversion of it. And the first rule here at Lionel Nation is we avoid labels as much as possible. We just avoid labels. Now, the bottom line is simply this. This is the problem that we have to understand. Nobody knows what they're talking about. No one. We don't know yet. We don't know what is happening, okay? Um... Uh, coming up, we have, this was, Iowa, this was a caucus, okay? This was a caucus. Caucuses are different. They are special. They have the Iowa caucus, which is very nice. We have, of course, Super Tuesday, and we go through Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, and blah, 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 blah. Now, It comes down to this. Number one, 
Is there any chance that anybody other than Donald Trump would be the nominee? The only way is if he is arrested, not arrested, convicted, sentenced, or worse. That is the only way. Do we agree? Do we agree? Yes. That's the only way anything could happen is if he is sentenced to prison immediately or something precludes him. But, But Eugene V. Debs ran for president in prison. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. None. No, no, no prison. Um, we don't know about the Jack Smith stuff. I I wouldn't be surprised if that those are the Mar-a-Lago papers. I wouldn't be surprised if they go bye-bye. And I really mean it. I would not be surprised if they just went somewhere, if they just went south, if they just left town, left and went someplace else, okay? So that is that story. Next, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is moot. Why do people hate Nikki Haley? Why do people despise Nikki Haley? Anybody have any ideas? Why do we hate Nikki Haley? Anybody want to weigh in on that one? Anybody? Anybody care? I'm I'm convinced most of it is the way she looks. I know that sounds terrible. I know that sounds awful. She comes across as kind of weird and snarky. I think it's the way she looks. I don't think anybody knows the first thing about her. It's the way you look. Women have it far worse than men. What do you think is the problem? You might like Nikki Haley. Give us an idea. Give us a neocon. Mr. Whipple says neocon. Do you think anybody, do you, th- you think America knows this? Do you think uh, Republicans know what that means? Reptilian neocon look. Racine says, greetings from Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us. She's woke. What do you think? Now, you know this. She's a neo-lib. She's basically, she is, if anything else, she's a Sununu acolyte. She's really frightening. She wants to have people verify who they are on the internets before they speak. Dear God. Jane Toscano says, a tool of the military-industrial complex. Yes. Liz Solak says, I only like Trump. That's why she's the den mother. Liz says, screw this analysis. She's not going to matter. What are we talking about Nikki Haley for? Lizzie, I'm with you, hon. I'm with you 100%. Nikki, financial backing. She's pro-war, and I haven't looked up the rest. So why do people like her? Why do people like her? Who likes her? She's not going to win. She is a neocon. So what is a neocon? She's also a democratic choice. These are very, very good. Stephen Ross is from Belfast. In your face. You got to know your place. You're daft as a Mickey. Daft as a brush. Or as my friend from uh, Galway would say, this one there of one thing over there. This one there in Nicky Clark telling us all about what the folk think of the one there. Your man uh, Trump. Your man Trump and the one your one uh, Nikki Haley Haley's comet. There's no way they were going to <laughs> what the folk think. Oh Jesus. Anyway. She's an open open borders globalist. Yes, she betrayed Trump's loyalty. Yes, but aside from that, but she is everything that we despise. And more. More. 
Very simply this. We believe in a world of closed borders. We believe in and honoring, honoring borders, honoring jurisdiction. Is there a problem with that? Do you have a problem with that? I don't have a problem with that. I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. Someone asked a question, what does Vivek, Vivek maneuver for? He's very young. He's fine. He's got his name. He is not going to go when you're a billionaire and get cramped into some agency position where you're the secretary of commerce or some, no, nobody wants that. Nobody wants it. You can be far more effective being Vivek because what he did was he turned a lot of people on. And I'll tell you, I think, remember, I think he needs to be spoken to. Uh, he's, uh, John says he has boy band polish. I think I I think Vivek has got something there. I think he's got something or everything. Uh, Nikki does not does not uh, put it put it this way. Nikki has no intention of trying to to compete or to to be attractive to the American uh, public. Uh, what are we about? What are we? We are we are we're a freak show. We're into things like borders and sovereignty and all this kind of jazz. And I, I, I just don't know if most people really know what that means. Okay? I really don't know if, if that's if people know what that means. That's what I wonder. I don't know if they know what, but aside from that. What happens is simply this. What anybody is talking about, and this is this is not the subject matter. But I'm telling you, you have to go outside of the, there's, there's MSDNC and Fox. There's this group over here. You have some rambunctious types on, on um, streaming platforms, but I heard some of the best stuff today on Alex Jones. Because Alex Jones reminds me of this wonderful phrase, this wonderful expression from SCTV that says, sure, he's crazy, but what if he's right? Alex Jones and others are so correct. And sometimes it takes somebody who can see, and I know people get very upset when I say that, but it's true. I will tell you when someone is right, and I will tell you when someone's wrong. When you go into biblical prophecy and stuff, I'm saying, no, that's not going to work. But here is a story. Number one, if you cannot guarantee the sanctity of the election, if you cannot guarantee that the vote is clean, that it's fair, we're wasting our time. Anybody talking about that? No. Nobody's talking about that. No. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody cares about that. Nobody's interested in that. If you can't figure this out, does anybody, are we, we don't even talk about that. We don't ask this question. Ask this question. Ask anybody, black, white, gay, brown, woman, male, trans, in between, whatever it is. Do you believe in the sanctity and the correctness of the, the election? No. Do you trust the vote? No. Do you believe that all votes are counted? No. Do you believe that, that elections are free and devoid of corruption? No. Any other question? I didn't think so. 
Okay. I didn't think so. That is simply put the most important answer there is. Period. So that's number one. Number two, if Trump is going to win, let's assume by the grace of God, he is beating, let's say, um, Gavin Newsom by 10 points, five points, something where you can say, okay, that's workable. They'll steal it legally. If Trump is winning by a big margin, they can't steal the vote legally. Now, of course, if Newsom's getting the vote, then it's all moot. Do you follow, you follow what I'm saying? Let me do this again. If Trump is winning by, if he's going to win by a few votes, 10, let's say up to 10 points. And we're not talking about, you know, general, uh, you know, um, uh, I went to a college or sort of, but let, let, let's just say. Then they can throw it Gavin's way. And they can say, well, that's the way it goes. And then nobody will, you, you, you won't have to do too much. You won't have to, to uh, burn every vote, bring in every dead person, every illegal alien. But if it's up there, if it's up there, listen to me carefully. If, if Trump is winning by a very large fraction, a fraction or, or a margin, then they might say, you know what? Let him win. But now we go crazy. Now we go crazy. Uh, then we go crazy. Hang on. Experts are constantly saying repeatedly, repeatedly, that with Biden and uh, whatever, da, 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 the 2024 election will be decided by a few key states. Of the 538 electoral votes that are up for grabs, listen to this one. Uh, the race could come down to just 43 spread across four states, Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, and Nevada. There really aren't that many true swing votes. Only seven states were decided by less than three points in 2020. So if you look at this, it's going to be four. Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, and Nevada. Now, Let's get into the real scary stuff. Let's assume that Trump is in. What happens then, dear God? What happens then? Do not be surprised, dear friend. Do not be surprised if there is a major coup, a coup d'etat, a major soft coup, a, a palace coup, something that is a new legislation that tries to strip the president of the, the insurrection of powers that he has. Don't be surprised if they double down on him like you cannot believe in order to once and for all crush the power of the First Amendment. And they will say as follows. He is planning to be a dictator and that he is 
he must be stopped because he has announced dictatorial um, intent. Now, my friends, as you know, Donald Trump was on the politically insignificant show, the Sean Hannity show. A good show, but milk toast, white bread, nothing interesting. And Sean Hannity asked President Trump, are you going to be, they're afraid that you're going to be a dictator. And the president responded, well, maybe for just a day or something like that. To anybody who was listening, it was obvious it was a freaking joke. It was a joke. He didn't mean it. He's not going to be a a uh, a dictator. But they're actually using that. Listen to what I'm saying. They're actually using this as a reason, as a basis to suggest that he has announced that he will be a dictator. These are the same people who years ago, remember when Trump was saying, hey, Russia, could you see if you got those Hillary emails or something like that? Do you remember this? It was a joke. It was a joke. They were joking. They were joking. It was a joke. That's all it was. That's all it was. And they actually used that with a straight face, and they didn't even bat an eye to suggest that the president was actually sending a message out to Russia. This is how demented this is. Do not be surprised if there are riots. Do not be surprised if, do do not be surprised for anything. Did you hear the latest about their figure, finding out more and more about George Floyd? How about uh, Biden comparing him to Dr. King? All of this is moot at this point. But just remember, you better keep an eye on this thing big time. Because no matter what happens, we lose. Remember, condition one, they steal the election legally. Condition two, Trump wins, but is forever under the 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 yoke and the uh, the millstone of incessant and perpetual indictments. Now, do you think that Remains possible. Think the worst possible. They hate him. They want to grind him into dust. My friends, I am telling you this. Prepare yourself. And yet, I appreciate what people are doing. And I appreciate the attempts by people like your girlfriend, uh, uh, Tucker Carlson. But it's this namby-pamby milk-tow stuff. And Nikki Haley is a neolib. Okay. And she and John Sunu occurred, and she actually suggested that people should only be allowed on the internet and in social media if they verify. Uh-huh. That's it? Yes, because they won't go too far. Now, I guess I guess Tucker settled with Fox. I guess he walked away from it. Um, doesn't say, doesn't disparage. I don't know, because apparently he's free to do whatever he wants. And that's terrific. That's terrific. But let me explain something, which is very important. You're going to have to up the game. When you're doing just one show, one little interview here, interview there, Joe Rogan works hard. He's got them lined up. He does long form, and they're interesting, and they're varied. Alex Jones is excellent at going long, long form 
with guests and that sort of thing. If Tucker Carlson thinks he can do a little one here, one there, no, that doesn't work. Okay? That doesn't work. I'm just telling you. I'm also explaining something which he will not touch. Nobody will touch. Third rail. Israel. Where does this fit into it? Nobody will touch it. You hear him talk about it? No way. No way. You've got people right now who are threatening to to walk out of the Biden administration. This is bigger than anything. The United States has to ask itself, all you big neocons, what about Israel? Well, it's a different story. That's, that is something which is nobody will talk about. Nobody. Now, let me explain something to you. If that becomes an issue, if that becomes an issue, and somebody dares to make uh, uh, foreign expenditures, whether it's Ukraine, Lib- uh, Tel Aviv, or whoever, and you stand before the American people and say, this year, 1,400 uh, after-school or, or lunch programs were canceled by the federal government. 15,000 senior uh, meals on wheels, or whatever it is. But yet we're pumping how many? We have ships that are showing up in Israel every day to deliver arms and rockets and money. And same thing for Ukraine. When we have American citizens, when we have an infra, I-N-F-R, not infa, infra, Fred friendly infrastructure. We have bridges that are collapsing, roads, potholes. What is the matter with us? And you can ask any of these people, what do you think about Ukraine? They may have an opinion. But if you say, what happens? What do you think about Israel? They don't say anything. Excuse me. We're the United States. What, is this a subject we can't touch? I I heard somebody on a on a talk radio show refer to the leftist Palestinian uh, 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 um, uh, protesters as anti-Semitic. He got it all in there. Left? 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 You think the people who are... You think these are leftists? You hear these military leaders? What are you talking about? The leftist? Dear God. What are you even remotely talking about? They're using terms which don't have any play. And don't call us anti-Semitic. That doesn't work anymore. That just simply doesn't work. Nobody's talking about anti-Semitic. Nobody's talking about Judaism. We're talking about the state of Israel. We're talking about a country, in essence, fighting what amounts to be a almost a civil war. And it's something... This is this is going to be one of the issues. Tucker Carlson and these people will not address it. Nobody will. And you don't have to, you have to be consistent. If you're against funneling or pouring money into Ukraine, why is this any different? Did you read any of the statements made at the ICJ? Anything by the um, South African prosecutor? Do you believe any of it? Where do we stand on this? Where do we stand? Do we just look the other way because we're in some, what, some confederation? I don't understand this. I don't understand. I do not understand this. 
And I believe there has always been the chance. You always had to give uh, by virtue of the uh, geographical propinquity of Israel with its enemies. You always had to give it a certain degree of latitude and consideration. But what we're seeing right now and what we're hearing, things have changed drastically. That's huge. Huge. So let me tell you something. All of this post-Iowa stuff is great talk. It is a waste of time. It's like listening to children talk because nobody has the guts or the balls to get down to real brass tacks. Do I make myself clear? We need leaders. We need men and women and adults who don't brook any nonsense, who don't tolerate this this specious argumentation. We are adults. And we're going to be treated like this. And let me also tell you something. This left-right business is over. This left-right paradigm is over. It's an illusion. There is no such thing anymore. We believe in core values. And whatever you want to call that, that's fine. I am not going to explain to anybody why I believe in sovereignty, why I believe in, in, in borders. I, I mean, this just goes without saying. I believe in gates and locks and, and jurisdiction and state lines and you know you're entering georgia and you're my god i don't understand this i'm tired of being told that my first amendment speech is being derailed and it was also cut short again through the kind of a backdoor approach when we were discussing what was happening in gaza you can stand like university of chicago said you could say anything you want and it is context it is context. Do you realize that the same people who were screaming at Claudine Gay because she was using the word in terms of the context as, as far as things go, the, the, the context of certain statements which seem to be um, anti-Semitic, they were then saying that Israel has to understand proportionality in terms of the context of the battle. Wait a minute. I, didn't, I thought you didn't like context. Well, in, in some cases, this is verbal gobbledygook. It's over with. This is a new day, a new era, and a new epoch, and a new world, and a new world order by our design. Klaus Schwab is right. This is the great reset, my friends, okay? So let me thank you. I'm going to leave you now, Don Corleone. May your first child be a masculine child. Thank you so much for this. Please stay warm. Please protect each other. Please ask yourself if this makes sense. Do not fall prey for cults of personality. Don't like individual commentators. Like the message. Okay? All right. Have a great and a glorious night. Thank you, my dear friend. See you tomorrow at 8 a.m. Until then, remember, the monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Dead, dead.